This is the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I am not your host, David, and today's game will feature the Benchwarmer team of Mason and Eric Ede against Scott and myself with a special host who is our head coach for our Patreon team, Philip Sanford. So, Philip, why don't we start with you? I know that's not traditional, somewhat unorthodox. We're going to start with our host. Why don't you uh, remind us? Anything about you or anything you want to, anything that's going on with you? I know you've been on a lot of times, so yep. something new? Not, not, not a whole, whole lot new, just uh, sitting here in Charlotte, North Carolina, getting ready for the basketball season to start. And we're, we're taping this at the first week of October. Don't know exactly when this is going to be uh, coming out, but we're, we're about a month away from both college and NBA starting. Just got an email last week from my longtime fantasy NBA league that we're, we're getting, it, getting the band back together, so that, that's going to be fun. <laughs> nice. Uh, having our draft in about three weeks. So, so yeah, just looking forward to the new season. I look forward to uh, uh, being back uh, hosting the uh, the basketball special once again. Awesome. And we're looking forward to playing. All right, let's go to uh, Eric Eden Mason. I guess we'll start with Mason some, since I'm assuming Eric has your team name. Yeah, he normally does this thing where he picks a team name and doesn't tell me until when he reveals it. So ah. we're, we're going to roll with that. Um, right. It's better than, than me and Walling where we just never have anything. So at least we have something. That's true. Well, how are you, Mason? Yeah, I'm 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 doing well. Not too much going on, but yeah, I'm doing well. Things are going pretty smoothly overall. Very cool. All right. Eric Eid, lay it on us. How are you? Give us the team name. Uh I was told this was an all hockey episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> the hockey season's starting. I figured well, this is a hockey episode, right? No. Cool. <laughs> Yikes. So uh Mason, Dan since Dan's gone and we always, you know beat the herpes into the ground, blah, blah, blah. Um, so somebody had to take Dan's spot. Uh-oh. So I picked I picked Mason. Oh, great. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm going <laughs> to. This is clean. This is current events. Just because I, I rarely do current event team names. So today our team name is going to be uh, Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men. Oh, nice. Wow. Beautiful. You, you, when, I, when I saw that um, uh, yesterday, the first person I thought of was Josh. The very, very first person when I saw that when I saw that hairdo with with Jimmy Butler doing the Rachel, it was uh, first person I thought of was Josh. So, so was this is this serious? Yeah, I think is it this is permanent. I, I the first person I thought of was Little Nicky, the Adam Sandler movie, because they they show him during the team photos, like him and I think I want to say was it Bam? It looks awful. He's cracking up the entire time because he's like literally moving his hair just like perfectly away from his eyes. And it was just I I anyway. Yeah, he, all, all summer he's been having his hair just like pulled straight back, which has looked a little, little odd itself since since he's since he's had short hair for most of his uh, career. But uh, he's had his hair pulled straight back like all summer long. It's been a little weird. But yeah, I was not expecting uh, to see the new hair, hairstyle. And oh, it looks awful. I think when enough people laughed and. We'll, you know, maybe he's going to prove Josh right. Maybe he is he is an FTG and he's just doing this for attention. So, all right, Scott, you've been quiet so far. How are you doing tonight? I'm I'm pretty good. You know, the NBA season's starting soon, and now I've got one of my absolute favorite players, Damon Lillard, teaming with one of my absolute least favorite players, and Giannis. So I don't really know how I feel about that, but I guess we'll see. But yeah, I'm good. You know, uh, you pointed out in our in our little group chat about Aaron Rodgers and the way he was already walking with crutches like a few weeks after the Achilles injury. That's what I'm doing. 
and I'm four months in. So I like I need to like I guess we all make fun of him for his off season activities, but you know what? It works, and I'm gonna start doing that every summer from now on because I want to be on my feet three weeks after a major injury. So barely limping, barely limping. I yeah, limp more than him, and I haven't had surgery. <laughs> all right, and uh, I will be partnering with Scott tonight, and. As many people know and are tired of hearing, we always try to go for the August 5th reference when we team up because that is the best birthday in the world, of course. And uh, since we've already burned through Patrick Ewing and Anthony Edwards as as for our basketball episode, we needed a new August 5th birthday. And I happen to notice that Otis Thorpe's birthday is or was August 5th, I guess is. So we are we are pairing that now with the Animal House reference, and we're going to go tonight as Otis. He loves us. So for the Animal House fans out there, Matt Doherty, I know you're listening. All right. That's us tonight. Otis, he loves us. So, Philip, it's all you. Take it away. Thank you very much, David. And, um, yeah, so this is going to be uh, very similar to just a regular uh, game of bench warmers, but with the only twist being uh, all of the questions will have to do with basketball. Uh, I'll give the same preference I gave the last time uh, I, um, I hosted an all-basketball game. Uh, this is going to cover primarily uh, college and pro um, basketball um, there is going to be some Olympics in here, and um, and of course, it's going to be both men's and women's uh, basketball. So, uh, <laughs> Mason, keep it down, Mason. Yeah. <laughs> even even though I I warned both teams uh, the last time I hosted this, which was two years ago, there was that still got got a few a uh, few questions hung up there. Uh, I won't name any names except for Marcus. You know who you are. So the, he, he got hung up on, on a few of them thinking that. Uh, had to be a man. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah. So. All right. All right. So with that, uh, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Thank you very much to uh, to benchwarmer emeritus Dan Lundberg for the for that fine fine reading of the rules. Oh, you don't have to kiss up to Dan anymore. He's gone. Finally, he's uh, my <laughs> he's my trivia partner for a long long time. I, I got I gotta give him uh, gotta give him credit. I know. All right, so for the first quarter, we will be playing flop, turn, and river. Flop, turn, and river. For this quarter, there will be three questions consisting of five clues. The first three clues will be given before the teams decide if they want to check in with their guests. The last two clues will be given one at a time, with teams deciding if they want to check in with their guests after each subsequent clue. If a correct answer is checked in after the first three clues, the team will receive 50 points. After the fourth clue, 30. And after the fifth clue, 20. Question number one in Flop, Turn, and River. This subject is going to be, what am I? Flop number one, this basketball facility is on the campus of the largest university by enrollment in its state. Flop number two, 
This is one of the few places to have hosted both the men's and women's Final Four. The last on-campus men's Final Four was held here. In flop number three, before recent renovations that reduced its capacity, this building could seat around 23,000 fans, which made it the largest on-campus basketball-specific facility in the country. Okay, we'll check in. All right, so so Scott, I was trying to remember how far back it would have to have been. Like by the time we got to the eighties, a lot of them were on college campuses, but it started to get really big in like the mid eighties. Yeah, and so I happen to remember for sure that when Villanova had their huge upset over Georgetown, they were playing in Lexington, which means it had to have been a Rupp Arena. Now I don't know if there's been anything since twenty three thousand sounds about right. I cannot remember if there was a women's tournament there. Well, that largest in, largest enrollment in the state makes sense, right? For sure, because it's not Kentucky's got to be bigger than Louisville, right? So yeah, so it fits it fits that. What, when would they have done a women's though? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, it's it's honestly, it's just you feel like taking a chance this early because I because I feel like I want to say Rupp Arena, but I'm not. I'm I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if it's wrong. When I think college basketball arenas, Rupp Arena is one of the first ones, right? That pops into into my head just because of the the legacy i'm okay going with it i I know after a while they started to kick in and it was like new orleans a bunch of times it was in seattle a few times it was in i feel like it was in denver at some point so i so yeah do you want to you want to go for it yeah why not all right we'll check in with rubberine lexington kentucky all right so mason eric jimmy butler's hair club for men you checked in first what did you check in with so kansas came to mind oregon came to mind when i thought if it was Oregon, David would know that right away. So the first thing that popped in my head, I'm not sure why, was Kentucky. So we went with Rupp Arena also. And I'll just go through the, the turn and river. I think both teams will all figure it out pretty quickly. Uh, the turn um, clue here is this arena is named for a former basketball coach who's seventh in all-time wins in NCAA men's history and second all-time winning percentage. And the river is the color blue runs deep in, the, in this building's walls. School's primary color is blue. The men's basketball team that plays here is one of the traditional blue bloods, and it is located in the bluegrass state. So both teams are correct with Rupp Arena. Both teams got on the flop. So full points. Second, uh, second one here is who am I? All right, for the flop, we have, I have won the Naismith College Player of the Year Award. I have earned two AP All-American first team selections and one second team selection. And the final uh, clue for the flop, in addition to several well-known for-profit companies, one of my NIL deals is with a food pantry near my school. All right, we'll check in. All right, Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men has checked in. I, I don't, I, I feel like we're, we were closing in. I, I think we were too. I mean, so so the way Philip phrased the, the third one, it made it sound like it almost had to be a current player. It's got to be pretty current anyway, because it's an NIL deal he's talking about. Yep. And then what was the clincher, Scott? You can tell them what you said. Well, there's two. Well, one is for me, two AP All-American first and one second. Leads me. So this person has to be in school. That kind of ruled out a men's player in my eyes because the good ones just don't stay yeah. past a year, really. Exactly. Um, then you're thinking Caitlin Clark is is the most prolific female college basketball player. And then I pointed out that I, it seems like Iowa would be a place with a lot of food pantries. <laughs> I could, I see that. Like, you know, they, I I think, I think you're right. So that was kind of the clincher spot on. So we're going to check in due to, due to the enormous amount of food pantries in Iowa. We're checking in with Caitlin Clark. 
All right, Mason, Eric, what did you guys check in with? So I came to this almost right away. It seemed to fit um, for someone to have three All-American selections. This has to be a senior, so it has to be someone that's still there. NIL led this there. I'm pretty sure she won last year um, because it was between her and Angel Reese and the Boston, I guess is the other one, but I'm pretty sure she won it last year. And based on her character, it seemed like she would do a food pantry kind of thing. So it all lined up. So we also went with Caitlin Clark. So let's go quickly, go through the turn and river. Uh, the turn is widely regarded as the most versatile college player in the game today. My, my career averages are 27 points per game, eight, eight assists per game, seven rebounds per game, and one and a half steals per game. And the river, this one should definitely give it away here. After leading my college team to the NCAA championship game in April, I was the University of Iowa's representative at the 2023 Iowa State Fair Butter Sculpture Display, along with Kurt Warner from Northern Iowa and Jack Trice from Iowa State. And both teams are correct. That was Caitlin Clark from the University of Iowa. I would like to point out, I did send to Mason when he said Caitlin Clark. I'm like, it, it did seem like something like a, an NIL deal at a food pantry would be something a female athlete would do. Oh, geez. Here we go. No, like, you know what I mean? That's like, they actually, yeah. they actually care or, you know, it, anyway, I'm not saying meant whatever. Now I'm on the other side. Cool. Here we go. Last, uh, last one for this round for, for, uh, for the first quarter. This is going to be when am I? Oh, boy. Uh, the flop is going to be Oscar Schmidt played in the Olympics for Brazil. UCLA played in the men's final four. And Tennessee played in the women's championship game. Oof. Philip, we're going to uh, take another clue. Okay. So Otis, he loves us, uh, has decided to take another clue. Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men. Um, please take a few minute, few seconds here to discuss whether or not you will take another clue or lock in or check in. Nothing's adding up. So, yeah, let's take another one. Yeah. All right. So both teams have decided to take uh, the next uh, the next clue, which is the turn. The Southern Conference becomes the first collegiate conference to institute the three-point line. We're going to check in. All right. Otis Day and the Knights have uh, have checked in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done. Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men, you can, ch- you can talk it out. It's one of the years we had, so we had it 88, 92, 96, 80, so, and I think the three-point line would be around 80. Right, because in the three, in the NBA, I think it was the 79-80 season, or it was close to that when the NBA started the three-point line. So I, I would think that college would be not too far behind. The only thing that's giving me pause is I can think about, well, I don't know what they were doing in the Southern Conference, but like in the 80s, I'm thinking about like the, the NC State run, a lot of those stadiums didn't have three-point lines in there or most of them didn't so i don't know if it just wasn't standardized at that point and that southern conference and maybe a couple others had them and then everybody else followed later on but yep i'm good with it i feel like they got onto it right away so we got to go to okay 1980 so we're going with yeah okay we'll check in 1980 all right and um otis what is your uh what is your answer yeah so I remember that Oscar Schmidt played forever and I thought he started around 80 and I think he played through 96. And then we went to the UCLA clue. And I remember that 1980 that Larry Brown was already at UCLA. And I think that was the tail end of their run. Then they had dead time until Ed O'Bannon and Ty Sidney in 96. And that's what we were talking about. But then the, but then the three point line sort of was the clincher for us. It has to be 1980. So we checked in with 1980. 
Uh, the river clue here is Magic Johnson wins the NC and NBA championship with the Lakers just one year after winning the NCAA championship with Michigan State. And the correct answer here of when am I is 1980. So good job, all teams, for answering that on the turn. But yeah, so so Oscar Schmidt played the first of his five um, um, Olympic games in 1980. David was correct about the about the UCLA. They made the final four in 1980 and uh, did not make it again until until they won it all with uh, Jim Herrick uh, leading them and, and Ed O'Bannon and um, Tennessee. So Tennessee in in 1980. They uh, were not in the NCAA tournament because the NCAA tournament did not exist for women yet. Uh, they were the runners-up in the AIAW that year. And then the um, the Southern Conference did institute the three-point line in 1980, um, and, but it was not um, made, uh, um, and I forget who said this, I think it was, it was Mason who said this, but uh, it was not standardized across college basketball until 1987. That was the first year that they had it. I believe is first year they had it in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. And Mason, what is our score after the after the first quarter? Yeah, so uh, both teams are knotted up at 130 apiece. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon. If you'd be interested in supporting us financially, your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. All right, the second quarter, we will be playing The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Missing link. Question number one. With five NBA MVPs, six NBA Finals MVPs, three All-Star Game MVPs, and 10 All-NBA First Team selections, he is one of the most decorated players in NBA history. All right, Philip, we're going to check in. Otis, he loves us, has checked in. Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men. Uh, you have a few seconds here to talk it through and give us the answer. Okay, so he was asking when they started giving the finals MVP, and I'm almost certain it was 1969 when Jerry West won by losing the finals. I'm pretty sure he got the first one. So that would pretty much eliminate Russell. Russell's out then, and then, then it's Jordan. I'm pretty sure Jerry West got the first one in 69. Okay, then it's got to be, because those are the only two with five, right? Like regular season MVPs. I think so. Because I know LeBron has four. I think that's it, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. I, I, that's, I mean, I, MJ was the first thought I had. Just, it just seemed yeah. right for it. So. All right. Let's go with it. Michael Jordan. Okay. And Otis, what did you guys come up with? We had it narrowed down to the same two, Jordan and Russell, and figured Russell probably had more than 10 first-team selections as well. And MJ, 10 made sense with missing a couple of years and not making the first team early on so we also checked in with michael jordan both teams checked in with michael jordan both teams are correct so missing link answer number one is michael jordan question number two 
with three WNBA MVPs, oh, two WNBA Finals MVPs, three All-Star Game MVPs, and eight All-WNBA first-team selections. She is one of the most decorated players in WNBA history. We're going to check in. All right. Jimmy Butler's Rachel hairstyle is checked in. Otis, what do you guys like? So I don't think this is Cheryl Swoop. <laughs> as far as you're going. So now we have seven. That, billion- that, that's, that, that's for Eid. Uh, I was going to say we have seven billion other people to choose from since it's not Cheryl Swoops. Uh, people that I can remember winning. I mean, I've glanced at the women's MVP list before. I think Lisa Leslie has won a few times. Lauren Jackson's won a few times. Cheryl Swoops has won a few times. Lisa Leslie, the name I'm gravitating towards, but I have no beat whatsoever on WNBA All-Star MVPs. Nothing. Nothing on that. Oh, well, I think she dunked in one of them, right? So they, I'm sure they gave her the MVP for that. For that alone? Yeah, three MVPs make sense for her. Two finals. I mean, Jackson could have that as well, right? The Storm won, I think, a couple while she was there. But Lisa Leslie, I think, jumped into our heads more. I like that answer better. Let's do it. I don't want to underthink it. <laughs> All right, we're going to check in with Lisa Leslie. All right. And Jimmy Butler's hair, what do you, what do you go with here? It was so close. It, it could have been Cheryl Swoops. I proposed it because uh, could and it been. could have possibly been her daughter that he came up with, Carol Scoops or whatever. Carol Swoops. Patreon exclusive in case you want to go find out about that. The legend of Carol Swoops. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So if it wasn't Cheryl Swoops, it has to be Lisa Leslie, right? Only two options. If if we're thinking along the theme that Mason and I are heading towards, come on, yeah, we, uh, we we went with Lisa Leslie. <laughs> so both teams went with Lisa Leslie for missing like number two, and both teams are correct. Oof. Yeah, that all those accolades fit Lisa Leslie, uh, and and only Lisa Leslie. There are other players who have won some of those accolades. You, know, you mentioned Lauren Jackson, uh, Diana Taurasi has one MVP, but she has, she fits uh, some of the other ones that we have here about all-star game MVPs and finals MVPs. But yeah, uh, Lisa Leslie is the answer for number two. So your missing link answer so far are Michael Jordan and Lisa Leslie. The missing link number three, what former point guard for the New York Liberty was a member of the coaching staff for the New Orleans Pelicans for three seasons before being fired in June 2023. I think this might be Alvin Gentry in a wig. Can't be much better than what was already there. We're going to check in. All right. So Scott and David have checked in. Uh, Mason and Eric, you have a few a few seconds here to, uh, to talk it out. Oh, this is aggravating. The only name I can pull and I'm trying to think of when like WNBA or late 90s, early 2000s. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I think she's one. I think she's still there, but I think she's in a different position because she was she was very popular when she first came with uh, Swin Cash, but I don't think she got fired. I would know if she, I would know if she did because I know that name and that would stick out because I've been watching. We cut the cord cable wise a while ago and I've actually got ESPN back, so I'm actually more first and more current event stuff than I have been. That's the that's the only name of a WNBA player I can think of associated there's, with the Pelicans. There's there was a lady with short hair. Does that help? Lady with lady short, that, short short hair, glasses. Does that help you at all? No. No? All right. Ah oh, crap. Yeah, lady with short hair and glasses doesn't pinpoint a, uh, a Liberty point no, guard for me. No. All right. Fortunately. So I well, I, don't, I don't think she had to... glasses at when she was for the she's probably old age glasses. David knows about that. He's not even wearing glasses right yeah, now. I, I, I did. Okay. But he has them. He has them. Oh, I know. I know. He, I know he has them because I, I had to edit fi- pictures of him with, with glasses. Oh, that's so. true. Yeah, right. That's how I know you, you don't eat fish hot dogs and not have glasses. 
<laughs> that's had to be a misread of the menu. <laughs> All right. So I got uh I have a name, but I don't think it's any never mind. Let's go with it because it's not Swin Cash. So go with whatever name you have. I'm good with it. First name's Teresa, and I'm spacing on the last name, so I got nothing. Miss Teresa. Teresa Teresa's Cash. That's Swin Swin sister. sister. All right. So Scott and David. Uh yeah, I was just thinking old school, early WNBA and the Liberty's best player back then. Um she didn't have short hair at the time. She had braids, so I don't know if, if now she has short hair but we checked in with Teresa Weatherspoon. I had half of it. Yep, you you had half of it and uh, but unfortunately Scott and David had the full correct answer of Teresa Weatherspoon. So the missing link answers so far are Michael Jordan, Lisa Leslie and Teresa Weatherspoon. Missing link number 4. This shooting guard is the only non-center in NBA history to record a quadruple double in a game. We'll check in. All right. Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men has checked in. Otis, he loves us. You have some time to talk it out. Yeah, I, I knew this right off because I, I look at the triple-double and quadruple-double list a lot, but also it's come up on the pod before, and I think that Mason may be making references to it because there was a famous moment when Walling couldn't remember the name, and so he just said Alvin Robert Robin, Robertson. But the correct answer should be Alvin Robertson. <laughs> so that's what we'll check in with. All right, and Jimmy Jimmy Butler's hair. Yeah, I hosted that game. That's why I remembered it, and I made the graphic for it. So, yes, I, I've had a vivid memory of it. Um, yeah, Ed sent that to me, and it just automatically clicked because I was struggling with who this person was. But, yeah, it's Alvin Robertson, no end in between. And both teams are correct. Yeah, it's a very short list of quadruple doubles. Only It's only been, ironically, for quadruple double, it's only been completed four times. Uh, Nate Thurman, Hakeem Olajuwon, and David Robinson are the others to have uh, to have uh, completed that. All of them are centers. Our missing link answers so far are Michael Jordan, Lisa Leslie, Teresa Weatherspoon, and Alvin Robertson. Missing link number five. This center won the NBA MVP once and NBA Finals MVP twice, but has a different award named for him. This player won his now namesake award multiple times, though four players have won that same award more times than he did, and six others have won it the same number of times. We'll check in. All right. So Jimmy Butler's Hair Club has checked in. Otis, how are you guys doing? Trying to narrow down some centers. Yeah, see, the thing is, guys who've won the MVP, the NBA MVP exactly once and won the finals exactly twice. Right. I mean, the guys who run exactly well, you don't have to win the finals twice. They won finals MVP twice. They could have won more finals. Won finals MVP twice. That's why I went to Willis Reed. Uh, yeah, Even though I he's like kind of a forward center, I think he won the MVP. I'm pretty sure because I remember I asked he a question did. about him and then I subsequently accidentally killed him. So I, I like I, that a lot. And I, I just some reason I can recall like a Willis Reed award. Like it sounds like something I've heard. I, I think it's I, he's the only guy I can think of that only one. I mean, the, the thing is with both with like the MVP is that it rules out so many people like, you know, obviously it's not Kareem. It's not Wilt because because they've all won so many times. OK, I, I think we should go with it. I'm not going to come up with anything better. I can't get off Willis Reed. Oh, all right. <laughs> and Jimmy Butler's hair club. Uh, what did you have? We didn't have Willis Reed. So spoiler alert on that. Oh, well, he came Shoot. up with him, but we, we he, it he, he did cross my mind, but I couldn't think of a Willis Reed award. Uh, uh, and I two-time finals MVP made me lean towards somebody who won it back-to-back. 
and somebody who was a great defensive player. So we went with Hakeem Olajuwon. And one team is going to be receiving the points here, and that is Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men with Hakeem Olajuwon. The Hakeem Olajuwon Award now is the name given to the Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA. So your missing link answers are Michael Jordan, Lisa Leslie, Therese Weatherspoon, Alvin Robertson, and Hakeem Olajuwon. I've received two answers, and both are incorrect. We'll check in with our guests. Team Otis, you can talk it out here. We know for sure that Akeem, Jordan, and probably Robertson were all drafted in 1984. Lisa Leslie was not. Lisa, Lisa Leslie was way too young. Yeah. No, that's out. And I don't know enough about Teresa Witherspoon outside of everything I've already shared about her that I know, which was that she played for the Liberty at Braids. I think she went to um, Louisiana Tech, well, and she probably that. won a championship there. Phil said that, yeah. So I'm wondering if it, if it is it that? Right, because you got five slam pajama. I don't, Lisa Leslie was at USC. What did Alvin Robertson play? So the only, I mean, okay. So here, here's another thing I'll sort of throw out there is Alvin Robertson is the one that's the he's the exception, right? I mean, so he what? didn't win in college. No, I mean, just saying like <laughs> Jordan did everything. Lisa Leslie did everything. Hakeem Hakeem did everything. So what? They, I mean, what makes Alvin Robertson unique? Uh, he, he had, had a quadruple, yeah, exactly. And I had, know, he okay, he had a quadruple double on an episode. No, I, I think Teresa Witherspoon is is the one because I they were I all fired from the Pelicans. They were all fired from be... a franchise that has to do with the Hornets at some point. Jordan, <laughs> there you gone. go. I mean, it's not it's not like Philip to do some random name thing, right? So it's not likely to be something about Willis, Alvin, Teresa. Willis. We, weird. Willis isn't even part of it. Oh, sorry. Willis isn't even part of it. I wrote on Willis Reed because I was sure you were right. Nope, talking is. about Willis. Hakeem, uh, Michael, <laughs> Teresa. Are these characters from The Wire? This is. <laughs> they they got to have an Hakeem in there. Somewhere. Hey, I propose after question two, two first names, and then it fell apart on with on the Weatherspoon one. Yeah. Uh, have you met my friend Willerspring Jones here? Um, That's Osmosis Jones' brother. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm cousin. struggling. Damn. Scott, I'm ready. To I'm, I'm also I'm like, yeah, I, I'm trying to think as, you know, where they played, right? Whether In the interest was... of time and sanity, I think we move on. Yeah. I'm just not going to get this. I'm all... not. I just, I. Wait. Go ahead. Did they all play for two teams in their professional career? No, Albert Robertson played for more than that. Damn it. I think he played in like, I, I think he played, he started with, he was with the Spurs for a long time, so he played with the Bucks, and then he bounced. Okay. Because otherwise it would fit for most of them. <laughs> Wizards, Bulls, and Hakeem's Raptors, Rockets, and Weatherspoon is all right. Liberty. It's getting late. I vote. We. I tap. I right. tap. I, all right, we're tapping out. I guess. All right, Jimmy Butler's Hair Club. So the last answer is supposed to give it away. I don't know if Philip did it this way or not. But after the last question, the only connection I could think of for four of them is they've won Defensive Player of the Year awards, and I hope it's that simple. I don't know about Teresa Weatherspoon or not. Oh, Teresa Weatherspoon definitely has. Yeah, so the the, I mean, specialist. So we checked in with uh, Defensive Player of the Year winners. All five of these players have won Defensive Player of the Year. All right, Mason, uh, can you please give us a score update? Yeah, so we now have a leader. Um, Otis, he loves us, has 210, but Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men has 216. All right, now we will go to halftime. It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be three entertainment questions. Each question is worth 25 points. 
So for this halftime, it is going to be a David and Goliath halftime, where you will be identifying uh, NCAA men's uh, men's tournament TV announcers based on snippets from their bios. All right, so the first David, this person played wing at Duke, was named to the All-ACC first team twice, played 18 seasons in the NBA. Goliath, number one, played wing at Duke, named to the All-ACC first team twice, played five seasons in the NBA. We will check in. All right. Um, Otis, he loves us, has checked in. Uh, Jimmy Butler's hair color for men. Uh, you have a couple seconds here to, to, to talk through. We're going to check in with Grant Hill for the David. All right. And David and, um, and Scott. All right. We're behind. So we're taking a bit of a risk here, but I am pretty sure that this guy went to Duke. No, I'm sure he went to Duke and I'm five years in the NBA. Sounds about right. And his name is something like Jim. I think it's pronounced like Spinnerkel. So with those answers, both teams will be getting points. Grant Hill is the David and Ian Eagles longtime uh, broadcasting partner. Jim Spinnerkel is the correct answer for Goliath. Incredible pull, David. It's a fake name. That's not a real person's name. (laughs) When he sent that to me, I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to type. All right. Number two, number two, David. All right. This person played at Ohio State, was a two-time first-team All-American and Big Ten Player of the Year, held the record for most NBA teams played for at the time of his retirement. And Goliath, number two, played at NC State, was the director of marketing for for Ohio State Athletics, Won the 2023 Jack Wade Award for Outstanding Contribution in Media for Intercollegiate Athletics. We will check in. All right. So David and Scott have checked in. Um, Eric and Mason. So I think that David's Jim Jackson. That I'm pretty sure of. So we can fall back on that. Or we can roll a dice and pick one of the two females that I know. Wait. One of the two females you know in life? Yes. <laughs> Cheryl Swoopers' uh, wife. Cheryl Swoopers or her sister. Oh, Carol Swoopers. Carol Swoopers. Carol Swoopers, um, yes. Uh, so it's, oh. there's, there's Dana Jacobson. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think she played, maybe, but I think Debbie Antonelli okay. did. I don't, want to, so, I don't want to pay Josh $5 there. I don't recognize the second name. Gambling has helped me a lot with college basketball. So, um, Do you gamble on who announces what game? No, when you listen to a game and it's not going your way and you hear somebody say something and you just hate their face and everything that they're saying, you just learn who they are. That Debbie sure that's Antonelli. Debbie Antonelli. Um, so she, she bothered me a lot. So those that's I know those two. I know there's other ones, but I think the other ones kind of like float between maybe other sports as well. But I feel like it's going to be one of those two. I, I, I don't think it's Dana Jacobson. I say we go Debbie Antonelli. Okay, we're going to go with. Debbie, who I've never heard of in my life, but okay, if you, if you feel good about it. Okay, Scott and David, what was your answer? Uh, Yeah, we decided to check in with the David answer, former Maverick King, 76er, Trailblazer, pick your team. He it, would be fa- it would be faster if you he, name people who didn't, he didn't play for. He, yeah, yeah, uh, Jim Jackson. Once again, both teams will be getting points here. The, the David it was my my fellow Toledo native, Jim Jackson. And then, uh, great job, Eric. Eric picked up on it. Um, he's probably been on too many of the games I, I've hosted. I think you've been on every, every time that I've hosted. So you know that I'll try to slip in a trick question here. And 
Debbie Antonelli was the only um, was the only woman on on uh, as a color analyst on the uh, NCAA tournament um, in the uh, CBS channels this year. So yes, Debbie Antonelli is the correct answer for the Goliath. All right, so David versus Goliath, number three in our halftime. Last question at halftime. David played at LaSalle, coached at Fairleigh Dickinson's Division Three campus, coached at Seton Hall, and is a big fan of a certain bulb vegetable. Goliath played at CCNY and then was a head coach at Manhattan, Villanova, and UMass. Philip, we can check in. Eric and Mason have checked in. Scott and David. Hmm. It's um, Steve. Um, oh, I can picture this guy. I can hear his voice, too. Um, come on, Scott. It's Steve. I don't I don't really watch college basketball anymore, so I don't know who's who's calling the games. But now that I know Grant Hill will be with Iron Eagle, you better believe I'll be listening in. Lapis. Steve Lapis. Check it in. All right. And Eric Mason. It's a Villanova question. It's Steve Lapis. Both teams are getting the correct answer here for for uh, for Goliath. It is indeed Steve Lapis, uh, who was fired and made way for uh, for Jay Wright. So we are through halftime. And what is the score update, Mason? Well, both teams scored the same amount of points in halftime. Um, so the margin remains the same. But scores are Otis, he loves us with 335 and Jimmy Butler's hair club for men at 385. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter is going to be Lucky Sevens. Lucky Seven. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. Yes! That's all we needed. Good thing we threw that theme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our categories in Lucky 7s today are going to be the last seven NBA points per game season leaders playing for an Eastern Conference team, the seven oldest WNBA franchises to not relocate or fold. And the first seven unique cities to host the NCAA Men's Final Four. So David and Scott, uh, your choice to start here. We're going to do number one. Okay, so number one, the last seven NBA points per game season leaders uh, playing for an Eastern Conference team. We'll check in, Phil. Okay. And please just go ahead with your uh, listing off your seven. I will answer if it's correct or incorrect as you go along. All right. We're going to start off with Joel Embiid. He's the most recent uh, winning scoring titles in uh, 2022 and in 2023, the last two seasons. We're going to say Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is number two. 
with a long gap between him and Joel Embiid. He uh, won his for the New York Knicks in 2013. We're going to say LeBron James. LeBron James is number four, uh, winning his Mm -hmm. for the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2008. We're going to go with Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson is number five. He won uh, four titles, most recently in 2005. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady is number six, winning it twice in 2003 and 2004 for the Orlando Magic. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is number three, winning it in in 2009 for the Miami Heat. Damn it. I just remembered somebody else. Is it too late to change by the rules? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, All right. So our our last one um, is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is number seven. He has won it 10 times, most recently in 1998. You got all seven of them. Sweet. Suddenly I panicked that Shaq was after Jordan. But that's Western Conference. Western. Yeah. Western. No, no, no. He won, with the, he won with the Magic, though, didn't he? Oh, but that would have been 94, before. 94, 95. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. Always stick with I your was, gut. All right. <laughs> I was wondering who you're panicking about. I was that like, was yeah, Shaq. Me too. It was totally Shaq. All of a sudden, I, was I like... panicked. I was, as he was going through his list. Yeah, yeah. All right. So g- g- great, great job. Um, oh, great job, Otis, for, for getting all seven of them correct. So now we take it, uh, take it over to Jimmy Butler's Hair Club. And uh, which list would you like to choose? I think we're going to shock the world and do WNBA. All right. <laughs> Not shocking at all. All right. Then uh, then start off whenever you're ready. All right. Oldest team I can think of is uh, the Liberty. New York Liberty, founded in 1997, is correct. Trace okay. a Witherspoon. Go in huh. order. I want to say the Sparks. Sparks, also founded in 1997, is correct. We're going to go Phoenix Mercury. Also, 1997, they are the last three original ones um, still around. Um, Mercury is correct. Washington Mystics. Came in second year in the league. Washington Mystics is correct. That's where it gets sketchy, Mason. All right. Um, Trust you all the way on this. You sure? All right. I wasn't alive when these teams came into existence. All right. Um, Jeez. Minnesota Lynx. And so Lynx 1999 is correct. All right. Um, Seattle Storm. Seattle Storm 2000 is correct. What does that leave us with? Uh, well, the only one you haven't mentioned was the Fever. Is that the only one you haven't mentioned? I think so. All right. Let's go. With yeah, that, that was the one with the question mark. So, yeah. Indiana Fever. You have completed all. You've gone seven for seven. They were also in 2000, same year as Seattle Storm. So you have swept this as well. The uh, the fever and storm were um, were in two thousand. Then after that, that's when it gets a little little, right? little dicey. So Connecticut was relocated from Orlando, but that was in two thousand three, uh, and they have stayed put ever since two thousand three. And then two expansion teams, uh, one in 06, one in oh eight, they're still around. Are the Chicago Sky and the Atlanta Dream? But yeah, but the first seven. Um, Good job by uh, uh, Jimmy Butler's Hair Club on getting all seven of them. All right, so that leaves the first seven unique cities. And since both teams have swept it, that means this one is going to be going to to Scott and David. We will check in. Okay. Okay. So the first one was when the Oregon Ducks won. That was in Evanston, Illinois. 
Evanston, Illinois is correct. So then I think it went to Kansas City. Kansas City is correct, and, and so far you are getting them in order, the first and second. So then I'm sure the next one for a while, it was in New York City. New York City was the next city to host, and you are correct. They hosted for for a long, uh, looks like looks like the next six seasons they, they hosted. Okay. There are a couple in here. I don't remember the exact order, but I think Minneapolis is in there. Minneapolis, they are number five on this list. Number five. So then Too Seattle. Much Minnesota. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, Seattle was on this list. Uh, Seattle is number four on this list. Wait, how many do I have? Five. First five. So First then, five. okay, somewhere in here was Louisville. Louisville's number six on this list. Okay, this is where the wheels come off, because I think somewhere in here I'm going to go with Portland. Portland is incorrect. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I got six. Portland was, just to let you know, Portland uh, is number eight on this list. Oh, shoot. Of course. Okay. So right. Jimmy Butler's Hair Club, you have a chance to steal uh, one of these. I am 98% sure it was San Francisco. San I kind of Fr- had a... Had, what? Oh, well, okay. Oh, well, I guess if, you, if you want... No, I mean, I'm... <laughs> I, I kind of had a feeling of that. I forgot there's a name of a place. It, I forgot what it's called, but there's a there was an arena there. The Cow Palace. That, yeah, that's it. Had a weird name. I knew it was, that yeah. that was. I knew there was something to do with that. But yeah, because that yeah. that would make sense for right around when, when Bill Russell was in San Francisco. Yeah, when so he was in college. So yeah, let's. let's I was fine it. with that. San Francisco. Sorry for, sorry for jumping the gun there for you guys, but um. Uh, I uh, San Francisco is correct. Um, it is the Cow Palace. And I'm accepting uh, San Francisco Daily City is like the is what it's listed as like the address, but San Francisco is the it's basically on the border of San Francisco, so that is correct. So scoring wise, we have uh, uh, David and Scott got six of the seven, and then Eric and Mason got um, stole the last one. So Mason, what is the um, updated uh, score for score after the third quarter? We have a tie, it looks like, um, with 465 points apiece. So um, just like we ended quarter one, we're at a deadlock. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Three-pointer, which is a question about Olympic basketball. Free throw, which is a question about free throws. Slam dunk, which is questions about things related to the NBA slam dunk contest. And bounce pass, which is a question about passing. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. So question one, and this is the category three-pointer, which is a question about Olympic basketball. Oh boy. Three of the four women who were on the United States three-on-three gold medal winning basketball team are playing in 2023 WNBA finals. Who are two of these three players? Yeah, the first one for sure. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll check it. All right. So Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men has checked in. 
David and Scott. For sure, one of them is Kelsey Plum. Um, and it's obviously the New York Liberty against Las Vegas in the finals, which will be over by the time this airs. Right. And I I think that um the other one in New York, um sorry, the one on New York is um what did I, I I was I just had her name a second ago and I lost it. Uh Stephanie um um Dolson. Stephanie Dolson, I think. Dolson? Dotson? Help me out here. Do you know do you know what her name is? I don't I don't I don't know who that person is, so no. Do you know who the other one because the other one must be on Las Vegas? Um uh, well so there are Three of the four women who are on. So you're saying, so the big stars from the Liberty weren't there then. They didn't play. No, the- Brianna Stewart was not there. Ionescu was not there. Okay. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other star from the the Aces. I I can see her face, but I her, the name is escaping me. Uh, I I, I think it's I think it's I think it was Stephanie Dolson. I think it's Dolson and Plum. Okay, let's do it. All right, Dolson and Plum for a hundred points. Check it in. All right, and Eric and Mason. Uh, yeah, so right off the bat, um, came up with Kelsey Plum. I was trying to pull the Liberty person. Luckily, Eve came up with um, Dolson. And the third one, neither one of us know the first name, but Eve came up with the last name of Young. So we just decided to go with Kelsey Plum and Dolson for 100. Okay, uh, both teams the same answer, and both teams are getting 100 points. Uh, Stephanie Dolson and Kelsey Plum are correct. Uh, Eric, no bonus points for getting the third one, but you are correct. Jackie Young for the Las Vegas Aces is uh, the third. The fourth player on the team who um, who is not playing the, in the um, WNBA Finals is Alicia Gray. She plays for the Atlanta Dream. Next question, and it is in the category of free throw, which is a question's about free throws missing only three free throws all season what spanish uh, what spanish guard set the record for best free throw percentage in nba history for one season hitting over 98 percent from the charity stripe in the 2008 to 2009 season playing for the toronto raptors check in yeah david with a very very quick uh, uh check-in for uh, uh for uh, otis he loves us so, um, Mason and Eric, it's up to you guys to talk it out. I was dangerously fast. Um, Did he go to Oregon. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> he didn't um, go to. He didn't go to Brown. Yeah. Spanish guard for the Raptors. Oh eight oh nine. That should right, really right. narrow it down. Two K two K basketball. Here we go. I was yeah. I was, uh, Is he still playing? You think? Oh eight oh nine. Probably not. No. Oh, um, what's his... man? I'm gonna have to try to pull his name here. I, I can see his face, but that's not gonna. I can see his what's face. What's like? Help me. Was it? Was his face? Tell me what he looks like. <laughs> is his face punchable? Not... Spanish. Love this. <laughs> I don't. I don't think his face is punchable. Um, how Spanish does he look? Yeah, he, ha- he has a beard. Like he oh, has a, you know, like a like a like a maybe a little bit fuller than mine. A, a scruff um, beard or like a beard. I'd say scruff. It's okay, not, it's right. not, we're getting somewhere. It's not like it's, it's not full. So it's full not. Flesh. It's it's um, not Fred. It's not. His hair's kind of messy. But I, what is his name? Oh. He he played for other teams. He played. Give he me another team. A lot. Give me another team. Mason described yeah. every Spanish player in NBA history. Uh where did he go? He was on. 
he played for the Raptors for a while. Like this would have been okay. I think he played for the so oh eight for the Knicks. Oh, oh, I think he was in the Knicks later on. Wasn't great. This is just like an okay kind of guy, but I guess free throws is the only good thing he was good at. Um, so he's Spanish. So hold on, let me if I can get to it from the Olympic end. If he was playing for Spain, I think he was with LeBron when he won the title, but I might be wrong because I think oh! he's been Philip, Philip, tell him you need an answer. No, right, no, it is. If he if he was with LeBron, it's Jose Calderon. That's it. Yep, that's it. Go with that. That's it. <laughs> yep, for a hundred points. Thank you, right. Eid. Oh my gosh. David and Scott, looking at the reactions on your face here. No, nah, we said Ricky Ruby. No, I'm kidding. Uh, as soon as as soon as you said that the category was free throws, I actually pulled a Mason and I pre-called this and I said number two is going to be Jose Calderon because I've been I've been waiting to use this question. So yeah, we had, that's why I got it so quickly. Also for 100 points. Also for 100. Thank you, Scott. Both teams are going to be earning their uh, 100 points here. Jose Calderon uh, is the correct answer, and that season was his best in his 14-year NBA career. Um, in addition to uh, to the free throw record, he also led the Eastern Conference in assists per game that season. You forgot the part about the fact that they didn't get it in in time, and so you're going to have to take away points. <laughs> oh, is that right? This is all getting cut. Because <laughs> <laughs> you tried to change had, an answer I, after you checked in on Lucky Seven. Right? We were yeah. change an answer. He definitely had a scruffy beard. The hair... I, I feel like sometimes it's it was, like kind of curly. I don't know. Like it, it, sometimes just, it was messy. Was the like yeah? I don't know. Done well. All right. Messi, so, messi plays soccer. But thank, thank you. No. Okay. So, so they called around. I'm sure. All right. Now we are number three in uh, um, and put your fours up with uh, slam dunk. And this question is related to uh, this is a question about things related to the NBA slam dunk contest. Oof. That's good. Night- <laughs> Sorry. In 1998, the NBA Slam Dunk Contest was replaced by one competition during the All-Star Weekend. This competition featured a pair of players from the same city, one NBA and one WNBA, shooting from different spots on the court for different points. Um, Yeah, let's check in. All right, so Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men has checked in. And um, David and Scott, you're, uh, you're free to uh, talk it out now. Scott and I are sort of down to two things here. And now we're trying I, yeah, to I, I, I think you might be right that yeah. this one is two ball because I know for a fact shooting stars was a thing and it was my favorite of the competitions, especially when the dunk contest was starting to suck. And that, but that was one legend, one NBA player, yeah, one WNBA player, which would be called shooting City. stars, yeah. So it was like Detroit would be like Joe Dumars, Swin Cash. And like Rip Hamilton, yeah, from like, and that would be like the Detroit team. Marisa Witherspoon could be, yeah, she she was on the Sweet Home Alabama team. So you think I could be right? So uh, it was Antonio, Mc, it was Antonio McDyess, Reese Witherspoon, because they're originally going to call it two players, <laughs> one ball, two players, one ball, but they shortened it to two ball. I think to just two, two ball, one ball, really, David. Well, <laughs> All right, I, I think um, it's, I think it's two ball now. The more you talk, all right, we'll check in with two ball for a hundred points. All right, and Eric and Mason. Uh, we checked in with um, little-known uh, Minnesota game. I have no idea where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah, no, we checked <laughs> in with even... two ball for 100 points. <laughs> well, both teams, once again, are earning 100 points. The 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 big clue in the question there is about a pair of players. Oh. Uh, yes, it is uh, two ball. Yep. Um, 
the the slam dunk contest uh returned in 2000 after it was put on hiatus in 98 and then the lockout canceled the game in 99 uh two ball was put to rest after the 2001 all-star game all right and we are heading into our final final question in the category of bounce pass and this is a question about passing Everyone knows that Havlicek stole the ball to clinch Game 7 on the Eastern Division Championship for the Celtics over the 76ers. What Hall of Fame guard for the 76ers was inbounding the ball? He played his college ball at Marshall and spent his entire career with the Syracuse Nationals and, and Philadelphia 76ers franchise. Um, I, don't, I don't even know why I'm hesitating. Uh, we'll check in. All right. We have a check-in here from Otis. He loves us. Um. Jimmy Butler's Hair Club, well, you are uh, you're up. Okay, well, I have a name pop in my head. I'm pretty sure he was a 76er. He's an old school guy, and I know this from the... When they used to do the, the NBA all-time fantasy drafts, they had two of them, where they had all the, the commentators or whatever. The last one, they had like a bunch of celebrities or whatever, but they picked the teams. And I remember this name, because I didn't recognize it, and I looked him up afterwards. And I'm Almost certain, because that would fit the time frame that this is how Greer, because um, that works for when he played. Because he was a he was a very very good player. Obviously, this is a Hall of Fame player, but um, uh, that's the that's the name that stuck out to me. I don't remember hearing it in the context of the play, but that would seem to fit for okay a seventy sixer guard that would have been at the time when this happened. I don't related, know about the Marshall part. Is it related to Jabari? No. Okay. That's a good question. You think I would know? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's related to Jabari okay. Greer um, or David Allen, spelled differently. Oh, he went crazy. Or or Will, also spelled differently than this guy. But... Mike Greer also spelled differently. Hockey players. Yeah, yeah, hockey for, related. Yeah, hockey related. Rusty. Texas Rangers legend Rusty. You're forgetting. Yeah. All right, but yeah, I, I don't have anything I, to think I, of otherwise. I'm I, that's the only name I have that sticks out for me in any way um, for seventy six around that time. So all right, we'll okay. go with that four hundred. All right, and uh, David and Scott, good job, Mason. We also checked in with Hal Greer for hundred. Both teams have swept the uh, swept, swept the final the final fourth quarter. Hal Greer is correct. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's the the famous call, one of the most famous calls in NBA history, and and um, uh, the the audio actually starts out with the the radio announcer. Um, I think it's Johnny Moe saying Hal Hal Greer's name, and then um, and then it w- went on from there with obviously Halicek stole the ball being the the most famous refrain. So after the fourth quarter, we are still deadlocked as both teams. Uh, earned 100 points for each of the four uh each of the four questions so mason what is our updated uh score uh score for right now yeah we're still tied up but now everyone has 865 points so i do have a tiebreaker question that is a number-based question so it's going to be closest to the pin um with this in december of 2000 Alan Houston set the record for most points without recording a rebound, assist, steal, or blocked shot. How many points did he score? We will check in. Okay, so we have check-in from Otis. He loves us with the tiebreaker answer. 
Um, Jimmy Butler's hair club for men. You can talk it out and, and provide an answer for the tiebreaker. My first thought was, was around 40. You're thinking high 30s. My initial, I thought, I thought, I think I remember seeing this. I feel like 37 stuck out for a reason, and I'm not sure why. So, okay. Yeah. I just, I knew it was in the ballpark of that, but I didn't have an exact number. I just remember that particular stat. But if you, if 37 feels good to you, then I'm okay with it because I, I didn't have anything strong other than around where. Yeah. I, it would be. 37 sticks out and, and, not sure exactly why, but normally when stuff gets in my head like that, there's a reason. So, yeah, I, tr- I trust gut. you on that. So, yeah. Go with your gut. All right, we're going to check in with 37. All right. Uh, David and Scott. Uh, you need another tiebreaker. Bolt said 37. We said 37 also. I, I, this was going to be a David question, but I couldn't think of a way to ask it. So, uh, I, I, I know it's 37. All right. Well, both teams are, are dead on with that with 37. <laughs> So I do have, as part of that question that I tossed out about Alan Houston, uh, with, with this, uh, where Alan, actually Alan Houston was going to be the answer to, to this, I have another number that was part of this question. Oh. So, okay. so this is second tiebreaker now. Double Will, overtime, baby. Yep. Will Chamberlain holds the record for most points in a game without an assist. How hmm. many points did he score in that game? All right, we're going to check in. So David and uh, David and Scott, talk it out. We we don't have that much to go on, but obviously it's going to be a high number. I mean, by Dorothy. today's standards. So I, I my yeah. my inclination was seventy. Well, first it was seventy five, right, and then. Well, no, but you you talked me down a little bit because well, you said upper sixties. Yeah, I, I I would suffice to say it's probably between like sixty five and seventy five, right? Um, we're also assuming it's not a hundred. Right, he didn't shoot every time he got I, the ball in the hundred point game. <laughs> it was a self assist. It was um, <laughs> right, exactly. The self oop. They probably, yeah, they probably went close to that too. So I'm like, I'm wondering if. Well, what would Marcus have guessed? If, oh, if, never mind. Don't answer that. Um, <laughs> I wonder if we go up a little bit. Just yeah, to what? Like seventy two. Okay, that's. I mean, that's fine. I, at this point, it's just sort of a crapshoot. If you want to guess seventy two, that's fine with me. I was at 75 before. So like, I, you know, I, it's, it's going to be something in there. All right, let's do, yeah, we'll do, let's do 72. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to check in with 72. Okay. Eric and Mason. Um, so there'll be a winner. I don't know. We'll find out who, uh, cause we don't have the same number. Um, I know it's in the seventies. Uh, so we decided to get cute. First answer was 37. We won 73. It was definitely not intentional that way, but 73 is correct. Wow. Which it was definitely not intentional to be 37 to 73, but uh, that is correct. He scored 73 in January of 1962 against the the Philadelphia. um, I'm sorry. He's playing for for the Philadelphia Warriors. He did it against the Chicago Packers. Too much Green Bay. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) But uh, but and actually, it's surprising. Like there, there have been some recent um, high totals. Uh, Carmelo Anthony scored sixty-two in twenty fourteen against the Bobcats uh, without an assist, and then Kobe also Makes scored. Sense. He also scored sixty-two against the Mavericks in 05, uh with zero assists. So oh, I mentioned that one to E. Makes I mentioned sense. that one to E because I remember Kobe was in the sixty, so I knew it had mm-hmm. to be above above yep. that. It should take ten points away from Melo for doing against the Bobcats, though. <laughs> <it's> just... <laughs> 
the, the, the Bobcats slash Hornets have given up some some really crooked numbers. Uh, Melo scored 60 against them. I think LeBron scored 60 against them. Uh, I know LeBron yeah. had yeah, LeBron, yeah, I know LeBron had a crazy game against the I think they were still the Bobcats, right? When he did it. I think so. Yeah. I think and, so. Uh, yeah. I'm sure MJ lit him up. So All are right. the Hornets are the Hornets like just the most like probably sells the most gear for the worst team ever? Probably. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure it's gotta be correct. Right, yeah. That that jacket, it's just that jacket alone. Right, the the starter pullover from the nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah, outsells anything else. Yeah, for for a team that Larry Johnson, you know, Alonzo Mourning jerseys everywhere. <laughs> this game has come to an end finally after two uh, after two tiebreakers, and uh, uh, Otis, he loves us, uh, finishes with uh, with eight hundred and sixty five points. But your your clipboard captains of game who are receiving the coveted uh, Mark Bryant Award with also with 865, but with a uh, tiebreaker win is Jimmy Butler's Hair Club for Men. So congratulations. Uh, anything anything either team would like to to say before we call it a night? Thank you. Can't hear you, David. <laughs> David, did you even say anything? He's just mouthing he unplugged. words. He unplugged. Sorry, I muted. And we're not allowed to say anything anymore, Philip. You just have to take us out of here. Oh, I do. Okay. <laughs> no, no. We hold on. There's two things. Yeah. One, yeah. thank you, Philip, for doing this. Um, yes. We appreciate everything you do for us. Um, Absolutely. You host every time. I mean, this what once a year. Um, your your questions are always well thought out. Uh, thank you for being a Patreon uh, supporter. And um, no, I mean, we like I said, anytime somebody comes on to host a game, we we really appreciate it. It takes work off of our shoulders, so. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, anybody else writing a game. And if you don't think you can write a game, write one. It doesn't matter if it's super easy. It's fine. And finally, before Philip takes us out, follow us on all uh, our new social media stuff, TikTok especially. Um, so if we can get more followers on there, hopefully get more people to listen to the podcast. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Bench Warriors Trivia Podcast. Until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch! Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.